I'm Chris from Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D., a show taking a look at the greater Marvel Cinematic and Television Universes, part of the Gunna Geek Network, just like the show you're checking out now. Shows on the network are individually owned, and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other marvelously geeky shows at GunnaGeekNetwork.com. Welcome to episode 274 of Better Podcasting. On this show, we discuss finding additional audience for your podcast. In this week's Better Podcasting Download, we shake our heads over the radical price hike of Pocket Casts. And finally, in this week's Better Podback, we run down all the awesome things that you told us over the past week. Lauren, start the show now. You're pretty awesome. This is Better Podcasting. We are hobby podcasters through and through, just like you. That's why we are different. We minimize the money talk so that you can focus on building a better podcast. This is episode 274 of Better Podcasting. I am Steven, and I'm pleased to say the one that you actually tune into the show for is here as well, SP. <laughs> oh, thank you very much, but that's not true. We all know it, but thanks for buttering me up anyway. It's been a week. It's been a fun week. We are ramping into season two of Better Podcasting, talking about all your audience. And last episode, we kicked off talking about defining your audience. We started off the season by helping to define the audience, which has many benefits from helping you define your content creation to helping know where to promote your show to creating an avatar as a stand-in for your audience as you're thinking about it. Check it all out at betterpodcasting.com slash 273. Also, by the way, if you have what's called a How I Save My Podcast story, we would love to have you submit that to us. You can email podcast at betterpodcasting.com or find all of our contact information over at betterpodcasting.com forward slash contact. Hey, and while you're over there, why don't you check out betterpodcasting.com forward slash events. I remembered after two seasons, I mean, a season of this show and a season of the live chat that we had an events page on Better Podcasting. I uh, actually, I guess it is. Yeah, anyways, uh, I finally remembered after a very long hiatus and, and, and a bunch of other stuff that we had a calendar over there. So I got that all up to date. We'll try to keep that up to date. Right now, it shows the, the anticipated schedule for the rest of the year for recording for Better Podcasting. However, we are always looking at how the recording schedule fits our personal lives. There might be something that comes up and we have to go ahead and reschedule for a week. And also, we're still going to mention that we do usually record this at live on Wednesdays at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern. However, there's a little pin in that uh, because we might possibly have to shift that at some point. So that's where it stands right now. But check out all the information at betterpodcasting.com slash events. I look forward to checking that out myself. I haven't actually been there in a while. Hey, Steven, I have a How I Save My Podcast story. Here's another How I Saved My Podcast story. There I was, about to start the last Better Podcasting Chats with SP. Gone over everything with the guest. I got on StreamYard, press record on StreamYard, got the stream going, and then... Just happened to, as I was getting ready to do my introduction, look down and on my Rodecaster Pro 2, the record button wasn't red. Let me, if you don't have one, let me just tell you the record button has to be red. Otherwise, the Rodecaster Pro is not recording. So I just took a moment. I said, wait a second. I reset. I pressed record, made sure it was going, and looked up. And started the show again. So I saved my podcast by recording before I started. I have no idea. Usually I start recording like way before the stream. This time wasn't until into the stream that I started recording. So I saved it. Now I did have the backups going. I had the StreamYard recording. I had the Twitch recording. I had the YouTube recording. But in all those cases, it was a combined track with the exception of StreamYard because I have local recordings enabled taking advantage of that beta. But I still prefer my Roadcaster Pro 2 track, especially for myself. So I saved my podcast or saved my track. 
by pressing record. Steven, is that impressive? My mind is blown, SP. Absolutely blown. You have to push the record button in order to record. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure in the future there'll be some AI that'll say, ooh, he's recording a podcast. Let's automatically record. <laughs> but that doesn't exist today, at least not yet. Not that I know of. Maybe Rhodes work, working on that for the Roadcaster Pro 3. I don't know. Well, while you think about that, listener, or viewer, why don't we go ahead into our main segment. In our previous episode, we discussed all about defining your audience, and in doing so, we chatted a little bit about how you'll want to try to reach that audience that is within your preferred audience. But how exactly do you do that? If you're podcasting about something that you enjoy, after all, you are a hobby podcaster, so hopefully you are doing that, it stands to reason that you're probably already in some form of community that has to do with the topic of your podcast. This could be something like an online community or maybe even an in-person community, maybe just some form of group of friends with shared interests around the central topic of your podcast. And we will assume that if you are a hobby podcaster, you're probably starting by trying to get some listeners through these different communities that you're a part of. And if you're not doing that already, why not? Ask yourself, why aren't you trying to bring your podcast into that shared interest already? They already like you, they might like you podcasting as well. But let's move on from that. What happens if you have already tried to bring those folks into checking out your podcast? Well, you're probably at some point going to have to expand outside of your normal interactions around that central topic, outside of your normal community. And today, we want to talk about this idea of doing so. How do you break out from your normal circles or your normal community in order to hopefully help your podcast? Well, the first question you need to ask yourself is how will you decide what community you want to target expanding your reach into for your show? Although there are a lot of factors to consider, some driving reasons to put a community in your focus include having a shared interest with your podcast content. It's a community that might not be involved in your podcast, might not know about your podcast, but it's the same topic, it's the same interest. So of course, it's gonna be a community that you're gonna to want to go into. It's just one that you're not involved in yet. And another consideration is, will the community benefit from your podcast? You know, Maybe it's a community that's just technologically not looking at podcasts and they don't know about podcasts, but are they gonna benefit from your podcast? Of course, you're gonna to wanna to become a part of that community and talk to that community and be a part of that community. Another consideration is if they're open to the idea of others entering into the community. There's a few communities that I have been involved with in the past that are exclusive of new members. A couple of group me communities are an example. Now they're very inclusive to the members that are already there in the group, but you can't break into it. You just don't know how to get it. Or maybe an exclusive Slack channel would be another example of community that you just can't get into because they're being exclusive. They might be talking about all the same stuff that you're talking about, but it's just not possible for you to be a part of. Or if it is, they are very, very standoffish of you for a long time. So you got to work that inclusivity deal into the community. If they just don't want new members, they don't want new members. There's nothing you can do about it. Now, another consideration is ideally it's a community that you're aware of or have some familiarity with already. And I just botched that word, but we're going to, what we're going to go with now. So it's a community that you know of, but you're not active in, or you're not a part of. So of course, you're going to want to be part of that community because they're talking about your podcast content anyway, or at least the subject matter. And then you can just be part of it and move on from there. Isn't it adjacent community to ones you're already involved with? We all know that Steven is such a huge fan of paint drying. He's a huge fan of paint drying and maybe some varnishing too, right? One adjacent community to that is woodworking. 
So maybe you want to be involved in some woodworking communities as well to share your experience with varnishing and paint drying. Stephen, have you tried that yet? You're never going to let me live that down. And Diami Poloki, if you're still listening, you shouldn't let me down with that. Let me live that down either. <laughs> that's right. Another consideration is maybe it's a community that's not currently being served by a podcast. It's a community that you're either aware of or you're part of already. And there's just no podcast related topic matter or subject matter going back and forth. Yeah. Slip in your podcast in there from time to time. We'll talk about how to do that later. Another consideration is, is it a community that would like some promotion or advocacy? You know, it's a community that might not be aware of the promotional avenue that a podcast might bring you or the community to the broader audience out there. So maybe that's something to get into as well. And then the last one that I'll mention right now, although there's probably many others, is maybe finding out about the community through the fringes of your existing audience. You know, somebody talks about, hey, have you checked this out over there? Or have you gone into this group over there? Or have you gone to this meetup or this convention or whatever the case? And you're like, no, no, I haven't even heard about it. What a prime opportunity for you to be involved in that community and maybe get some podcast content from or share your podcast eventually with that. Well, like I said, we'll talk about that later. But Stephen, what are some of the reasons that you may not want to target a community? Yeah, for sure, because you might immediately start to think about some of the places you want to be, but you should also consider the following is, are they something that maybe you don't want to actually uh, be a part of? And one of the top ideas that I think might be an indicator to pull away and maybe look at a different community is if there's already a podcast that's sort of centered around that community or that community is a big part of. Because if you are trying to bring your podcast into another community that has sort of a de facto podcast or even an official podcast, uh, it might be a little hard for you to get them to warm up to the idea of your podcast. It might be that sort of walled off garden that that SP was alluding to earlier where, no, we've got our, our own idea. We've got our own podcast. We don't need to hear yours. So maybe you want to focus somewhere else instead, just because that might be a better use of your time. Or another idea of why you might want to stay away from a certain community idea is if there's no obvious interest in your podcast. For example, maybe you've got a sci-fi podcast. I'll go back to that example. Why not? Maybe you don't want to go and target a community based around runners. And that could be the shoe or people who like to run. It doesn't matter to me. Uh, in either of those situations, yes, there might be some people who do have an interest in sci-fi, but you're sort of blindly throwing the darts at the dartboard because it's not a central shared topic to do with your podcast. So maybe you'd want to focus your efforts elsewhere. Another reason is maybe there's a negative reputation in your existing community to do with that other community. If you start to branch out to that other community that already is painted sort of in a, in a bad light with your existing community, you might start to actually alienate your existing community when you start to buddy up with these other folks. You want to be aware of that because obviously your existing community, you've built some good relationships with that and presumably you enjoy the people in there. So be aware of what that perception might be. Now, moving on to the next reason why you might want to maybe stay away from a community. SP, I'll turn it over to you. Okay, I'm AARPH, right? I am old. Maybe I can't relate to the tweeners out there anymore. Like the tweeners, I mean like 12, 13, 14. Now, I could relate to them maybe as a parent, maybe getting kind of old for that, maybe as a grandparent, but I am not going to relate to them as being 12 years old. Yes, I was 12 years old once, but that was another time in another place in another planet. No, no, not another planet. Anyway, the point is I'm going to have problems relating to that community because I'm old. Maybe as a teacher, I'd be able to relate to them, but not as one of them. It's just not going to happen. There are various different versions of this. There's cultures, there's demographics, perhaps some language uh, impediments. Like maybe 
I don't want to have the number one podcast in France because I don't speak French that well. I speak French, but not that well. I speak Quebec French, you know, ooh, that's not true French, right? So there are some issues that you just might not be able to relate to a community, even though they're talking about your subject. I'll give you an example. Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. It's a Marvel podcast. There's a lot of kids that have been born after 2008 that are becoming a part of the MCU and part of fans for Marvel. And I'm not going to relate to them as well as somebody closer to my own age on the Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. podcast. So I'm not going to go into one of their groups and say, ooh, cool, did you see the new Marvel's trailer? It's awesome or anything like that. No, it's, it's not going to be me. I'm going to be like, yeah, this is the Marvel's trailer. I've been looking forward to this for a while. I don't think they're just going to relate to me on that. So that's just an example of a community uh, barrier that's there that just not going to be a focus of your podcast. So, I mean, hopefully I think I'd be able to relate to kids, but who knows? Anyway, another consideration is it's going to require too much investment to be part of the community. The example I'm going to give you is the podcast for the elite yachtist. Yeah. Have you been on the yachts lately? Have you been up to Martha's Vineyard this year? Yeah. No, that's not me because I don't have the $1.5 million to have the 30-foot yacht to go back and forth between the coast. I mean, it's just not going to work out for me. So maybe there's an investment to live a lifestyle that's just not going to be relatable. So that's a consideration. And the last one that I'm just going to throw out there, it's kind of a dual fold one, is maybe there's just not enough time, at least right now, to forge the relationships necessary in order to really promote your podcast to the group. And it's just going to take a lot more time of your time and time in general to become part of the community before you start throwing in there. Yeah, I've got this podcast. There's been some groups that I've been a part of that I have decided not to intentionally not to say anything about my podcast for years before I even remotely mentioned the fact that I know something about this topic because I podcast about it. So it's a slow burn and it might not be for you, especially if you're trying to grow your audience quickly, faster, that sort of thing. But I think those relationships are worth it. They just take a lot of time. So now what you're going to want to do is the thing that SP was just alluding to, which is the idea of actually starting to bring people to the idea of your podcast. And where we think you should start with that is to come up with a game plan of how you want to achieve this. What do you want to achieve? And what specifically do you want to get out of this community for your podcast? This is going to be something like, is it a certain amount of listeners that you hope to gain? Is it maybe getting some guests onto your podcast from this community? Are you just looking to source some general content, whether it's through some feedback or whether it's through some interactions, or maybe if it's, it's even something to do with the community interactions and talking about them on your podcast? What do you want to get out of this community? And also ask yourself, what can you contribute to this community as well? How much time can you commit this has to be a bit of a two-way street when it comes to breaking into a new community. Is this something that you can actually have some meaningful commitment to this community? Otherwise, you're just going to be seen as a spammer. That's the bottom line. For example, people who like to go over to subreddits just for self-serving reasons. Maybe they're just specifically curating content for their podcast. Everyone knows what they're doing when they do this. They usually come for a specific sort of time frame. They go to a subreddit. They make a few posts just before they're going to record their show. They only interact with certain things to do with their podcast. And everybody knows that they're disingenuous to the involvement in that community because all their main interactions are to do with their podcast. So you got to ask yourself, what are you contributing to that community. Otherwise, everybody's just going to see you as a spammer. Another consideration of how you can contribute to the community is how will you measure the success of being part of the community? If you have some goals, what are your measures of success? Will it largely be podcast related or will it be partially measured by personal enjoyment? As a hobby podcaster, we think it should be at least equal, if not better, than 
the enjoyment. You have to have fun, right? We're hobby podcasters. You got to have fun. Matter of fact, our standpoint is no matter who you are, hobby podcaster, independent podcaster, professional podcaster, you got to have fun. Otherwise, you're going to experience burnout really quick. But how do you find a community? Some examples you might explore of finding a new community or online communities. That's pretty easy for most of us that are podcasters. We're talking about Discord servers, Facebook groups, subreddits, maybe a Slack channel here and there, maybe a Substack messaging system that's going back and forth. You know, some sort of online community. Pretty easy for most of us podcasters. Another example of a community that you might explore is a local convention, maybe some meetups, or do a joint panel with somebody at a convention. That's pretty awesome. You interact with the people that you're doing the panel with, plus the people that are in the room to be part of that panel. Could be a fan convention that you're doing this at. It could be an educational seminar that you're doing it at. You know, whatever the thing, as long as you're in front of somebody and you're doing it with somebody else, it's more of a one-on-one with your co-panelists, but that's an excellent way to do it. Uh, Another way is just to host your own panel. That's a way to do it where you're connecting with the audience one-on-one. That's a great way to do it. I've done both, by the way, and they've both been very successful. Or maybe just some chance encounters at conventions where you're running into somebody that inevitably you're looking at the same thing or you're in line for the same panel or the same event or you're going to the same meetup there and you just connect and you connect with the person for it's like dating your audience right and you're not really trying to date them you're just trying to create that relationship with them so that's an example of somewhere that you might go to to then create a community around the event and perhaps, you know, get together later in an online community or something like that. Some other examples of in-person communities are maybe an exercise club or a gym class or something like that. Hobby clubs and whether it's flying drones like Steven and I do. And a little known fact, we haven't talked about it a lot and we haven't talked about it in a long time, but I am part of a couple of local drone flying communities right where I'm at. So that's an excellent place. And Actually, a couple of them have asked about my podcast. So sometimes it's a hit, sometimes it's a miss. So anyway, that's an example. Maybe have a podcasting clinic at your local library and, you know, create a podcasting group at your local library. And and maybe you have mutual interest there of the podcasting topic or go to special events or screening like a museum, a night at the museum or something like that, or festivals, a local festival that's uh, themed along your podcast. That's always fun, right? To create a community around that. And then you can actually ask to be a speaker at events like rotary clubs, churches, schools, work brown lunches, that sort of thing. Stephen, I don't even know if you have rotary clubs up where you are, but I'll bet you have some sort of business club relationship that gets together that will be able to invite speakers at. I know they love hearing about local people that are doing stuff, maybe that have more than local reach or are giving back to the community, that sort of thing. So those are some examples of in-person communities that you can become a part of by just being there in person. And if you're Canadian, sometimes you just want to go and talk about your podcast at the latest uh, maple syrup convention. That's that's a, a real big win for me every year do they only happen once a year though uh they happen once a year for 364 days of the year ah every day is maple (laughs) syrup day i get it we take christmas off uh but as you start to enter the community you want to familiarize yourself with the norm of this community have you ever heard of the rule where if you're going to enter a group conversation you need to listen before you actually contribute to that group conversation Well, the intention of this is because you sort of need to orient yourself within the conversation about what's being discussed. If you immediately jump into a group conversation and you immediately start blabbing your ideas, well, you're going to come off to everybody else as just focusing on yourself and not actually understanding and hearing what other people have to say. You don't understand the context yet. And this same goes with entering a community. You might need to listen to what the norms are with how people are how people communicate within the community what the sort of interactions are what rules exist what expectations exist for the community 
Is there a part of this newfound group that's going to be the most interested in your podcast? Like some communities have a bunch of different sort of factions or segments within them. Take a look at which is going to be the most interested in your podcast and ask yourself, does this feel like the right fit to me? Is, is this something that now that I'm actually starting to enter this community, does if I'm feeling out the community, am I actually getting the sense that I had coming into it where there might actually be an interest in my podcast? It's okay to back away from the community and it's, it's better that you recognize that up front if you are looking to build some relationships within a new community in order to build the relationships for your podcast. And while you are starting to enter this community, make sure you're contributing elsewise outside of the things that directly communicate to your podcast. Don't just focus on your podcast right away. Again, that's going to be spamming. You want to get to know people. You want to involve yourself in other conversations. Volunteer as needed. Make sure you at least abide by the 80-20 rule as far as communication uh, com contributions go to the community versus promotions. Maybe if there's some events or online group meetings, try to attend those. And don't just talk about the subject of your podcast. You really need to immerse yourself in it. Otherwise, you're going to be that person showing up to a group conversation, blabbing right away and not getting an idea of what's going on. Everyone's going to turn their back to you and say, get out. Steven, I do that to you all the time. Yeah, get you do. Out. You do. <laughs> when you've established yourself a bit into the community, then think about bringing your podcast into the mix. This is not going to be a one size fits all approach either. You're going to have to adapt to the situation and the circumstances. We wish we could say just advertise your podcast, but that's going to come off spammy as Steven already mentioned. You may get a few people, but is that really the best way to invest your time? For example, you may get a few people by spamming, but what if this new community would make great contributions to the podcast, such as guesting on your podcast? If the new community you're in has people that would make good guests, you can go ahead and get new voices on your podcast, which listeners can appreciate. You can enhance that community relationship by bringing somebody on your podcast from that community and giving them a platform for their opinion. And you're probably going to get a lot of other community members interested in checking out your show if there's yourself and another community member involved in the episode. I'll directly relate this to Better Podcasting Chats with SP. There's been a couple of guests or other people that I've had a chat on. It's not really an interview podcast, but there's been some people that I've had on in the conversation that have brought their communities into the audience for that episode. Most of them leave, to be honest, but some of them stay. And over time, that increases your listenership over time. So yes, that is an effective way to grow your audience. By doing that, by having somebody from a community come on, and it doesn't have to be another podcaster either. I have podcasters on Better Podcasting Chats with SB because it is a podcast about podcasting. But if you have a podcast about something else, like science fiction books, having somebody that's a sci-fi author in is going to be the best way to go about it. I mean, that's just be honest with you. Maybe have some publishers, maybe have some behind the scenes of how to create a book into another IP, like a streaming series or a film or something like that. That's how you should do it. Anyway, every community will be different, but some approaches you can have for involving the community in your podcast will include asking the members of the community questions you will use later in your episodes. You can ask for specific inputs on a topic and have them call into a voicemail to say, hey, this is what's going on there. You can hold a giveaway and predominantly focus that giveaway on that community. Now, you can't just solely have it for the community. It's going to be for the rest of your audience as well, but you can have it for that community and really emphasize that community in the giveaway. You can advertise the community in your show with the leader's permission. I would not just do it off the cuff. I would make sure that the leaders of the community are okay with it. You can casually mention enticing conversations or events or tidbits from the community in your show. And one of the things you could do is sponsor a meetup specifically for that community, whether that's online or whether that's in person. All ways 
that you can have the approach for involving the community in your podcast. And while you're at that meetup, you can record different people and what their thoughts are on different topics. I guarantee you there, some of them, most of them will love it. Now I know what you're saying right now. You're saying, Stephen, SP, I barely have the patience to tolerate listening to you guys for a full episode. I don't have the patience to do all of this to try to break into community. I need something that's quick and fast. Well, first off, let's just start off by saying that this isn't always the best approach because something that is just a, I want to get my podcast out there quickly it might not have the same return as actually putting the time into building relationships with people. But let's say that you do want to go down this, this route. What are some things that you could do? Well, we do think that it's, it's a question that you should think about having to degree. There might be a balance in there because as a hobby podcaster, you might have to find the balance between time that you can dedicate towards your podcast, which includes things like trying to advertise your podcast and build the relationships to get people to listen to your podcast and the rest of your personal life. And you might not always be able to invest all the time into trying to get into a community and build relationships with others. So some thoughts that we had when we were talking about the idea of quick methods include, honestly, places where you're encouraged to spam. For example, there are some subreddits out there that have some threads dedicated to posting about your podcast. In the end, this is encouraged spam. That's what it is. You're telling people, come spam their podcast in a big thread. Maybe they hold it once a week or something like that. But it does sometimes work. We've actually had people check out our podcast before from posting in these threads. Yeah, sure. You want to be realistic with what the expectations are. You're one post amongst a sea of others. But this is something that uh, it might get some people over there. Yeah, most most of the time when I've done this, it has been a onesie twosie sort of approach where you'll get one or two people to a podcast every few weeks or every so often when you post. And I just wanted to point out in here that subreddits is one place you can do it. You can also do it on other places like Discord servers have specific channels set up for it. There are some Facebook groups that say, okay, go ahead. This is the time to uh, respond to this post for this week. On other social media, they'll put a post on there and say, hey, look, you can go ahead and promote your podcast. I will agree with Stephen. This is a long shot. This is not going to achieve a lot of results, but it's quick. It's easy. Might as well try it. Another thing that you might want to consider is social media engagement. You might not have the time to have an in-depth community interaction, but what about building a bit of community interaction through social media platforms like Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok? With all of these platforms, the most meaningful return will involve some heavy engagement, but even putting a moderate or minimal effort might yield some results for your podcast growth. Now, you want to keep in mind, though, you're going to have to be creative. For example, just going to social media and linking to your podcast, that might get a couple of clicks, but it's not going to get a lot. But if you are on these platforms having some interactive fun that maybe eventually sort of references your podcast you might get some more interest because you're building those relationships. Even things like, hey, I had a great recording session tonight talking about the latest episode of Star Trek Picard with my co-host SP. And that might be a little bit less spammy and might involve or get some more people to talk to you about that and reach out to you. Or maybe you're just going to tag each other in an extension of a podcast conversation. We've done that a couple of times on Twitter where we've had something happened on our podcast and then we've we've referenced it later in there kind of giving context to the podcast but sort of continuing on the conversation and then people kind of get the hint as you start to make reference to the episode yeah another thing that i've done on other podcasts in the past and i'm doing right now on the strange new worlds fancast is making some short videos and audio clips to do with the podcast that might entice people to explore more What I've done in the past and what I'm currently doing now is simply taking the recording that I've done, make a clip out of an important section, and then throw it out there on social media or have one of my co-hosts throw it out there on social media 
with a reference to what I'm talking about with the relevant hashtags in there as well. But it doesn't have to be you recording your show. It could be a related video and it could be, hey, we talked about this on the latest episode of whatever. And then you can either link your show or link the website or do hashtags on there and say links in the bio in the case of like Instagram and stuff like that. Uh, Mastodon is a whole nother issue <laughs> that Stephen and I have been exploring. I will be honest with you. We've both been enjoying Mastodon quite a bit, but it is not the fast burn of like a Twitter or an Instagram or a TikTok. It takes a long time to establish those relationships. Mastodon, it's more about the relationships than it's about the hashtags and the, the quick content out there. But making the short videos and audio clips are a way to share your content out there with the world. You also might look for some link or promo exchange programs. There are some out there where people work together to help exchange uh, content or advertisements with each other. And this is something that might help you a little bit. Again, you're probably at the onesie twosie thing. Uh, you might look at opportunities to shamelessly plug. These might get edited out, but hey, if you're looking for something quick, be shameless about it. For example, if you're going to join a Discord community, as long as the rules say it's okay, you might join your community within brackets the reference to your podcast. So like it would be Stephen John Drew brackets better podcasting. Maybe if I was to call into a voicemail line, I'd say, hey, it's Stephen from Better Podcasting. So these, these shameless plugs, again, they might get advertised or they might get edited out. But it, again, it could be a possible quick way to try to get some ears over there. And overall, make sure you're keeping it fun, keep it positive and keep it consistent. Because if you are doing these things consistently, you're more likely to actually see the fruits of your labor as opposed to, well, I'm going to go throw a tweet out there six months later. Okay, I'll throw another tweet out there. Yeah, I'll say anywhere you're at, you have to have the consistency of engagement. And that doesn't mean you have to be on the platform 24-7 but you have to be there consistently. And yes, you can take a few days off each week. That's acceptable, but you have to go back in and you have to interact with people. Don't just like post stuff. There are some people with large Twitter followers or large followerships, doesn't matter what the platform is, that they can just throw something out there. If you're just starting your podcast, odds are, and you're a hobby podcaster, odds are you don't have an audience to do that with. So you're gonna have to interact with people and that takes time. So yes, you can do a quickie, uh, but those quickies need to be separated by a time frame that's not too long and it needs to be consistent in your interactions. So, Stephen, you asked a question on our Discord server. I did. I had asked, what's the most meaningful way that you have brought ears to your podcast outside of your normal community or social circles? What were your biggest successes in doing so? What about any failures? And I'll admit we only had one response there. We had Yakko respond saying, I don't know if I was able ever able to measure it, but I did do some panels at a wizard world about five years ago that was to a more general audience. So it's an example of going really out there and, and doing an in-person convention, basically. Yeah, I'd be interested in anybody's stories on doing a panel specifically for your podcast for an audience that's not generally the audience that you would present to. So let us know about that and let us know if we've missed something talking about going outside your comfort zone with audiences. We have our discord server at betterpodcasting.com slash discord. We also have our Twitter account at better podcasting and you can always email us at podcast at betterpodcasting.com. This is the better podcasting download. SP, you were the one that told me that Pocket Cast was going to increase their plus pricing. Pocket Cast has been a podcast listener app that has been out there for a long time. And a lot of people, specifically on the Android side of the house, really enjoy it. It's available on iOS too. But on the Android side of the house, it's definitely one of the bigger ones. And it has been steadily increasing in price. I remember on the Gonna Geek show, and I don't remember what episode it is, but Chris talked all about the original price hike in 19 or 2019, 19, in 2019, about they actually went to a subscription of 
$8.99 a year, that's US, in September of 2019. Since then, the company raised its price to $14.99, and that was only four months ago, which I believe was at the end of 2022, might have been at the start of 2023. Well, now the optional plus subscription cost is $39.99 a year. While a lot of people really enjoy the Pocket Cast experience, and a lot of people enjoy other podcast listening app experiences, that's kind of steep to get. It's It would be like buying into your streaming device that you have at an ever-increasing price every as a subscription so that you can have access to things like Disney Plus or Paramount Plus or YouTube or whatever on your TV. I realized that it takes time and effort and money to maintain these, but I don't necessarily know if it's worth, I guess, $3.99 a month as it continues. Now, maybe it is. I don't, I don't know. Maybe, you know, the youngins out there, the, what are they called? The zoomies or whatever, the, the young kids out there. Maybe this is part of their life now with the subscription model. And they're like, yeah, I want to do this. I want to support it. Yeah, great. But I don't necessarily think that a podcast listening app is worth it to me to be paying that much. I don't know, Stephen, what are your thoughts? Because I'm not on the Android experience. Okay, so the first thing that I want to bring up right now is that when I go to pocketcast.com forward slash plus, I do see the Canadian dollar figure. And I'd like to bring it up because I think it's important because yes, the $39.99 amount that you said, I think it's in that area where some people are going to go and they're going to look at, they're going to go, yeah, this is way too much. We're past that $30 a year. It's too much. And then you've got some people which are, are going to go, ah, that's not, that's not terrible. Like, you know, the $30 to $40 range, I find that's kind of on the cusp for people's sort of second guessing under 20. You're pretty much like, I think most people are, are going to justify it over 40. You're kind of like, like, this is too much. The Canadian version is $57.56 per year as of right now, or $5.74 per month. So those numbers there that I look at as a Canadian, I really hard to justify because you're you're over that $50 threshold for Canadian. And and that's Canadian dollars. There's other where places in the world where it's gonna be even more in local currency. So I, I'm not sure how this is going to work out for them. I am a little concerned that they're having to jump this up so much. I'm wondering what it means for them. Where's the sun push that they need this revenue? There's got to be some some driver behind it. It could be just a business model change. It could be something else. Maybe they are trying to shake some, some weight. I'm not sure. Uh, some dead weight. I don't know. But it's it's a lot. And I don't know. I don't personally have uh, a reason for plus but i guess there are some people out there and i'm not sure they might they might start to drop it while i am on ios i do not use the apple podcast app they burnt me a long time ago and i've never really gone back to it it was a time where it actually failed in an update and they didn't fix it for a couple of weeks so I'm like, okay, well, now I got to find something else. And I did with Overcast, and I never have gone back. And it really wasn't until recently that I exclusively was listening to podcasts on my phone anyway. I think it was about the time that I got my new car with Apple CarPlay that I really started doing that. And Overcast was one of the apps that was supported on CarPlay. So I went ahead and did that. I don't pay anything for Overcast. They know there is a paid version of Overcast. I'm fine with the version that I have right now. In the future, I recognize that I probably will have to pay for an app experience unless I want to go back to Apple Podcasts. And I just, I don't know about that. One of the reasons why I don't want to use Apple Podcasts is I don't like the idea of them getting my consumption data. Mm. So from a privacy standpoint, even though it would probably benefit me in the long run, I just, it's, it's something, ew, I don't like it. Like YouTube, I don't have a choice. I got to use YouTube and they get all my demographics right. and all my consumption data. With Apple Podcasts, yeah, I can get the podcast through you. I can get the RSS feed through you and then I can throw it in something else. Now, I don't know that 
Overcast doesn't sell my data. They probably do, but I think they do it in an aggregate way where they whitewash the privacy stuff out of it. I can guarantee you Apple Podcasts has everything on you when they actually, you know, get that data. So that's just a little tidbit of me on privacy where that is a bridge too far. It's kind of funny the things that you consider a bridge too far with privacy and and the use of these online uh, capabilities. That's a bridge too far for me. Uh, but with this podcast and the subscription model, that is that much makes me go, hmm, if it was like a buck a month or something like that, and it really had advanced features that I would really like. Yes. But it's, it, I can get it for free. And like I said, I could even go back to Apple podcasts and that would be free for me too. So I'm lucky in that aspect. I realize that people are on Android are not as lucky. I know you have Google Podcasts available, but that's not a panacea either. No, but um, I would argue that for many people, Spotify is good enough on both platforms. Yeah. So I can't disagree there. One of the things, though, that I do want to bring up before we get off of this, this topic here is that I'm I'm really concerned on the subsequent price increases. What I I didn't follow the increase four months ago to 14.99, but I I know that four months ago they increased to 14.99, and now they're going up to 39.99. I'd like to know more about that. If they if it was announced at the time that they're going to eventually scale up, then it's a little bit different. But the fact that you've you've jumped up and then you're jumping up again a short time later, it almost makes me wonder: Did they have a lot of people? leave on the first time and now they realize well we're going to have to increase it more and and i would expect they're going to get more people leaving because of that and is this desperation for money as such i don't know the the subsequent increases is a bit of a concern a bigger concern for me to be honest one consideration that i have found in doing a little bit of peripheral research into podcasting 2.0 is the fact that you can enable some cryptocurrency payments, whether that's a subscription or whether that's just a payment for, hey, I I enjoyed the episode in a value for value methodology. And I get that why it can be important to some people. Matter of fact, it could be a boondoggle for some hobby podcasters out there that don't have to worry about going through something like a Patreon or something like that. However, the way it's been presented so far seems a little bit scummy, a little bit used car salesy to me. And maybe that's just the vibe that I'm getting off of it, but I don't enjoy it. I don't enjoy having my podcast app, having to have a boost. I don't enjoy listening to podcasts that say, it's time to give me a boost. I, I don't enjoy that. I'm like, if I could skip over, if I see it coming and if I could skip over it, I would. And a lot of times I don't see it coming or I'm in a place where I can't, you know, do the fast forward or whatever. And a lot of podcast apps are either going to that or choosing not to embrace it. And I know Overcast is one that's choosing not to embrace it. I don't know if that's going to be a detriment in the long term or not. And I honestly don't know if PocketCast is one that embraces that or not, but maybe that's an issue as well, where uh, the either you're supporting the monetary exchange in Podcasting 2.0 or you're not is a demarcation between the apps. I don't know, but it is a consideration for us to watch as watching the industry for hobby podcasters and whether really it's a benefit or not. Right now, I don't like it being a benefit for hobby podcasters, but maybe I'm completely wrong. And if I am, if you're listening to this and you can convince me of why boosting while you're listening to a podcast through a podcatcher is totally beneficial for a hobby podcaster, I want to hear your story. So let me know, you know, get us on our email podcast at betterpodcasting.com or tell us in our Discord server, you know, whatever. I want to hear what your story is and why you enjoy it. Or maybe you don't know anything about it and it's time to start researching it just like I am. You know, you said something in there that's another thought that I have to do with with all of this increase of, of things like Pocket Cast. And it's that people are, you know, people who do contribute money to their po- to their podcast consumption 
generally do that because they feel that that entertainment is a certain value to them. And they, you know, it's like people who pay for TV or people who pay for Sirius XM or something like that. They've said that I get enough entertainment that I'm willing to spend a certain amount of money on it. And if someone goes, I'm willing to spend $10 a month on podcast entertainment consumption. And now they're they're like, I really like the pocket cast features. I'm going to spend $6 a month on that. I would suspect that they're if they were giving $10 a month to the actual podcasters before, whether it was through donations or something, they might be tended, uh, tempted to dial that back a little bit. And so now the revenue is going, less revenue is going towards the actual content creator if they can only budget a certain amount per month for the podcast entertainment that they're paying for. Yeah, your overall price thing. Yeah, yeah I, I have been involved in a lot of YouTube channels, supporting them, largely sailing YouTube channels or podcasts over on my Patreon for quite some time. And I've had to dial that back over the time because it gets over a threshold. I'm like, oh my gosh, I spent this much supporting podcasters. And I'm like, no, no, I need to dial that back. And from that perspective, I do enjoy the podcast or the YouTube channels that have lower subscription models. And there are some out there that say, well, my, my stuff's worth $10 a month and I'm not going to give that $3 a month or $5 a month here. I'm like, you're pricing me out because mm -hmm. I only have so much money that I can give all the people that I want to give money to. And I'm going to stay at the lower tier so I can spread more of my enjoyment out to more creators. It's just how I work. And I'm Maybe it's not how everybody works, but I'm guessing a lot of people work that way, especially that have crowdfunding accounts like Patreon. So I'm thinking you're correct there, where if you have to pay for the access to whatever, like say I support YouTube channels on either the memberships or on their Patreon or whatever, but now I have to pay for YouTube premium for whatever reason I have to pay for. It. I, I don't pay for it right now, but maybe there's something in the future that said, well, to get this list of channels or to get YouTube podcasts through YouTube music or whatever, you have to pay for YouTube premium. Crap. So now that's less money that I could spend where I'm giving it to creators. So you're right. I, I like the way you're thinking about that, but it's unfortunate for the creators. For sure. So let us know your thoughts. Head to betterpodcasting.com forward slash contact for all of our information. And if you'd like, send us an audio or a video clip. We'd love to include that in a future episode. And I'm going to challenge right now. We have not gotten an audio or video clip, I don't believe, since we returned from our hiatus. So you could be the first since September of 2022, was it? I don't know. When was it? <laughs> yeah, it was uh, September, October 2022 when we finally came back. Yeah, I remember that. And yeah, I would appreciate you telling me how I'm wrong because mm -hmm. this is a community of podcasters. We're not the sole voice for hobby podcasters. I would like alternative viewpoints, which is one of the reasons I do better podcasting chats with SB. But I want to hear it on this show. So tell me how I'm wrong. It's not hate mail. It's just telling me how I'm wrong. How he is wrong. Not that, oh, not that he's wrong. Make sure you say how. There's that. It, <laughs> this is how he's wrong. And we all know he's wrong, but this is how <laughs> he's wrong. I, I like it. I get it. This is where we here at Better Podcasting turn the show over to you as we run through some of your feedback. We call this segment Better Podback. I feel like I need to write a jingle for a better pod back and it'll be terrible. Uh, but I, I do feel like I should. I don't know how to respond to that because <laughs> I've, I've seen your work before. Either it's majestic and it is masterful or it is just cheesy as heck. So I don't know. I guess I'm in for the ride either way. I think it will involve spoons. <laughs> Maybe cups like Andrew Kendrick in Pitch Perfect. Sure, we we're now we're putting it together. Uh, all all right. right, let's get to the actual feedback though. In our Discord, we had Waffles. He he went to Chat GPT. Lots of talk about Chat Chat GPT lately, and we've even talked about it on this show and uh, other podcasts that we do. And he had asked about Play Comics, and this is what Chat GPT came back with. It said, Play Comics is a podcast that explores the relationship between comics and video games. Each episode of the podcast features a different guest who is an expert in either comics or video games. And they discuss how the two mediums have influenced each other over the years. The podcast is hosted by Chris Smith, 
a writer and comic book critic who is joined by a rotating cast of co-hosts. Anyways, it continues on. SP, go ahead. Explain. I don't know who Chris Sims or Chris Smith is, whatever the, the prompt says. You are correct. It is Chris Sims. I misread. I, but that's not Waffles. Waffles is Chris Osborne. So, ChatGPT, WTF, you've just completely recast a podcast with another host. That's, uh, I weep for the future of AI. <laughs> you know, if ChatGPT says it's true, you got to make it happen. Chris, you got to change your name now. <laughs> no, you are correct. It's Sims. I misread. So anyways, uh, come to our Discord. Let us know what the chat GPT says about your podcast and if any hilarity ensues. We also had a post from Damien. He responded to Steven. He said, there very much is a setting for automatically recording when you start streaming. This is regarding the OBS issue you were having before about the vertical video and not necessarily recording it. And he even posted a screen. No, he didn't. I, I did that. So so Damien posted this screenshot in the general, and he said output, and then highlighted the automatically record when streaming, and it is not checked. So Damien is trying to make sure that you know where it is and which button to actually push in the GUI. No, Stephen didn't post that. That was, that was Damien. That was totally Damien. All right, we got a couple of follow-ups <laughs> along those lines. And the first follow-up was something that I mentioned to Stephen as we were recording. And it was about the video quality of 720 or 1080 or above. So Stephen, what did you find out about that? I found that I re-downloaded, actually, I left it for today. I re-downloaded the version of Better Podcasting from YouTube that I had missed, Better Podcasting live chat, and it was the exact same file as when I had recorded or downloaded it 20 minutes later. So it, it did not go any higher than the 720. That was just what it was. And so I guess if you get a download at, at the start, it's going to probably be the same as if you get a download three weeks later. That's not entirely true because I've done it before where 12 hours later it was at a higher quality but you have to send it a higher quality so but I did I though you... I did though because I twitch was higher so okay fair enough all right so I also have another feedback you know we're talking about Damien and this is how I was wrong you know we were talking about that before give us feedback about how I was wrong this is how I was wrong so Damien also posted in our discord server and he said Slight correction, Stargate Pioneer. Hindi 2 is only in beta right now. So it's not been released. It's in beta. And to be honest with you, I had lost that distinction. I thought it was released onto the world and it was available to everybody, which it might be in beta. But it's not a full release. It's in beta. So they are checking it out. I think I went into verification and validation issues on the previous podcast. And he's like, yeah, still in beta. So that means they're still checking it out, which if you have issues with Hindi version two right now, Hindenburg version two right now is what we're talking about. Then it's in beta and they might actually fix it before it's fully released. So thank you very much for the slight correction, Damien, on how I was wrong. Also, to wrap up our better pod back, we had a proud papa moment this week in the better podcasting discord because we had Anthony from Capes on the Couch podcast say, when at Original Waffles Play Comics and I recorded the other night, we had no less than five backups because the previous session was lost due to technical issue. We both said Stargate Pioneer would be proud of us. Ha ha. First off, let me just say he was proud. In fact, I saw him literally weep tears. It, it might have been the allergies, but it might have been the fact that I was proud of you both for coming back with that. I would have been prouder if you did it to begin with, but since you did it the second time around and you probably will continue to do it that way now that you've been burned, I'm proud. I'm proud. And secondly, we did have Waffles actually say, it's true. The first time was all my fault. So he's, he's blaming himself, but I would like to take your self-blame and I would like to redirect it to us because clearly... We did not convey well enough over the years 
the numerous times that we have lost track of, including the many how I saved my podcast stories that have revolved around backups, we still did not convey the point clear enough. So let's just say right here and right now, if you are recording with only one way to record your audio, it's not enough. Try to get yourself a second in any form, whether it is a lower quality form like the 720 example I mentioned on YouTube, whether it is somebody recording you on the other end as well, where yes, it might be degraded by the client you're recording to, whether it is simply hooking up a can of a tin can telephone between you and your co-host and somehow wiretapping that string. Just do it. Find a way to get yourself a backup. You're tapping. So not only do you have the main <laughs> recording through the cans and the string, but you were wiretapping the string to get the extra recording. Mm -hmm. I picture something like a reverse uh, record player where somehow the string connects to a record player that's writing on the record. I haven't figured it out specifically yet, but that's my vision. This is the future of Canadian engineering, folks. <laughs> so get in touch with us through any of the ways. If you have any feedback about any of the things we talked about today, betterpodcasting.com forward slash contact. And we look forward to continuing on our arc, all to do with podcasting for your audience next. I'm looking forward to next week, and I'm looking forward to your feedback on our last two episodes about talking about your audience, because I know you all are interested about growing your audience. So that's what we're talking about this whole season, about your audience. Until next time, I'm SP. Check out Strange New Worlds Fancast. We're talking all about Picard Season 3. And I'm Steven saying, wow, SP let us out this week. That threw me off. Bye. Just kept letting me talk. I had to do something. <laughs> Thanks for checking out another episode of Better Podcasting. You can find the full back catalog of Better Podcasting at betterpodcasting.com. If you're into geeky podcasts, please check out the other podcasts on the Gunna Geek Network at gunnageeknetwork.com. This show was produced and edited by Stephen John Drew. Voice work was done by L.W. Salinas. Thanks again for listening or watching, and we hope to see you again next week.